I do some work with people in very high performing, very uh, complicated, even chaotic type work, you know, elite military and these kinds of people, athletes. And uh, for that matter, I have friends who are neurosurgeons who have very demanding jobs where one small uh, error can, can be catastrophic. They all practice gratitude. It's a, it's, it, if ever there was a kind of secret weapon, people talk a lot about meditation nowadays and you know, ev- you know, everybody who's a high performer meditates. That might be true, but I, I can say with some degree of certainty that people who are really high performers, and that, by that I mean people who perform well in lots of domains of their life, but exceptionally well, usually in one or two, they exercise gratitude. They have some gratitude practice that they bring in periodically throughout the day or just even once a day. Gratitude, you know, for many years, gratitude uh, was discussed as this thing about just, it was almost like it implied just be grateful with what you have. But we need to remove the just part of that statement. It's about stopping for a moment. You could be even in motion, I suppose, but stopping for a moment and shifting your perception and your attention to the things that, uh, that you have, something that you value could be a relationship with a, with a person or a pet. It could be the fact that you're still alive. It could be the fact that anything, anything that you are appreciative of. What you're doing is you're moving into interoception. You're shifting your thinking toward what's contained within your own skin and that you have at this moment, even if it's a relationship with something that's outside the, the skin of your body, the it's a relationship with something that you have. That stimulates, we know that stimulates the release of serotonin and at a longer time scale things like oxytocin this works best if you think about a relationship to some person or or some other uh i mentioned pet because it doesn't have to be a human being but in general that's where it works best and that shift provides a number of positive things first of all it it does increase it's known to improve immunity there's no question that being in those states where serotonin is released can improve immunity uh, there is a positive effect on other neurochemical systems and circuits in the brain, including some spillover to the dopamine system. And that spillover to the dopamine system then restores our optimism and our feeling of what's possible about what's out there in the world. The dopamine system and the serotonin system were designed to kind of work back and forth in kind of a push-pull, but they kind of pass the ball back and forth. And that dopamine trigger then makes us think that there is a future, there is possibility, because the, the fact that it is all about anticipation and the sense of more is, it's not a necessarily at appropriate levels, a greedy sense of more. So gratitude, if you do this, it's, again, gratitude is not complacency. It's shifting your brain into a mode of possibility. You, so it's, it's a little bit counterintuitive because you think if I just focus on what I've already got, how is that focused on on possibility? But that's because it triggers the activation of these neurochemical systems that then place our attention on, okay, everything is okay internally, and therefore I can focus on the external, right? Because the internal landscape and environment is okay, because my home is secure, you're, and here I'm talking about your biological home, I can therefore focus on what's out there in the world that I want to pursue, and that's possible. We we are very much like any business or any household in that we need to take care of our internal real estate first in order to take care of the external real estate. Now, the the key to this practice and it is that 
the more intense that you feel that, the better. And it can take some practice. People don't necessarily get this the first time. They don't get overwhelmed with a sense of gratitude. And you're not even necessarily looking for a sense of overwhelm. Oftentimes, you're just going to do this for 10 seconds, one minute. This is a trivial amount of time in the greater scope of things, but it's positive effects are, are outscaled with that time investment. And I, what I will say is that I'll mention one other incentive for a gratitude practice. There's a, a mole, mother nature generally has a reward and she has a punishment chemical. And there's a molecule that we all make, although we don't release it all the time, called tachykinin. It's a peptide that has been shown in organisms as low as flies and mice and as high as humans, meaning on the phylogenetic scale, the the release of tachykinin is a punishment signal that lowers immunity, increases fear and anxiety, and can actually cause a kind of irritable aggression. It is not something that we want. And what's remarkable is that gratitude and social connection, as well as physical touch, provided it's positive physical touch, depletes or reduces tachykinin release. So it's incredible. You know, Mother Nature put gave us positive rewards and suppressed the punishment signals. On the dopamine side, there's a, if we achieve what we want, if we're regularly giving ourselves the subjective sense that we're on the right path by being in action, not just that we're reaching goals, but that we're on the right path and that we're forward leaning this, being center of mass forward. Not only is dopamine release, not our, only are the hormones that I described before given positive uh, effects, but in addition to that, there's a pathway in the brain involving a brain structure called the habenula, H-A-B-E-N-U-L-A, which is its job is to trigger disappointment and depression. And this circuit gets suppressed when we're doing the right things. Incidentally, the habenula connects to our pancreas. It controls blood sugar. This should make good sense. If we are doing the right things, our blood sugar regulation, this is in Wu Science. This is actually the paper published in Nature earlier this year, and as well as one in the journal Cell, both phenomenal journals not from my laboratory, I should say, the work was done in other laboratories, showing that there are punishment signals that come out of the habenula which can disrupt our blood sugar and make us feel lousy and depressed in general when we do the wrong things. And it's all subjective. So when we do the right things, we're rewarded biologically with these positive chemicals and these depression circuits are suppressed.